Hey, you're listening to Dungeon for Two, where we talk dungeon design, or at least that's where it starts. I'm your host, Dalton, uh, also known as the Dungeon Doctor, or your DMMD for short. And joining me this week is our very special guest, Wyatt. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Well, thank you for joining us this week. I hope you're ready to make a dungeon. Oh yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> good. Well, first things first, what is your uh, your experience in the whole D&D world? Um, I started playing, I think it was, it would have been two years ago. Okay. It's about a couple of my friends from high school, we, we were just like, hey, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Do you guys want to play too? Like, yeah, sure. Why not? That's how all the and best we... games start. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Well, uh, for our viewers out there, Wyatt is currently part of my personal group and we play every week. So I've known him for over a year now, right? It's been just about just a about year a year. Oh, yeah, almost a year, yeah. I guess it would be. Yeah. But known him for a while and very glad to have another one of uh, our D&D group on the cast. So that being said, you've said to me that you have some ideas for a dungeon. Uh, oh, what yeah. would those be? All right. So I'm thinking we should make a monastery, a monk Ooh. monastery. Okay. A monk monastery. Oh, yeah. And does this monastery have any particular traits that you have in mind? Any defining features? It is a monastery with a room for each monk sub. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Okay, I like that. So you have you have a, a monastery that sort of caters to every different type of monk out there, whether they're right. they're fisticuff wielding badasses or shadow slinking sons of bitches. You can exactly. you can cater to or the avatar, you know. By the way, sideline, the monk class balance in D&D is, is whack, but... It is whack. It's, <laughs> it's, it's broken, and yet it's considered to be, like, pretty bad as well. I've yeah, heard. it's it's so weird. I think whenever, it's... Yeah, whenever we've played, had monks, it's just like, they're beating up on everything while in... And then other people are saying, oh, yeah, it's terrible. Don't, don't use the monk. Yeah, I have not had that experience with the monk. My, my experience of the monk has been, wow, this class is extremely good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the monk is definitely one of the more fun classes that you can have in D&D if you play it not as just, like, man who punch, you know? Yeah, yeah. Man who punch kicked down big monster. Yes. I punch monster. I use stunning strike over and over. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Monster booga, booga. now stunned. <laughs> well, uh, in that case, if we're doing a monastery, um, any locational details? You want it to be somewhere in particular? So like a some kind of mountaintop or uh, swamp or what are you thinking? for the I was thinking like just like in the middle of a field okay like just in the middle of field. nowhere open fields all around okay. that's like the, the only building within <laughs> like a 50 mile radius. Hmm. only okay. the most drained people can get there nice so it's like this just in this barren sort of wasteland where there's nothing and then there's just this yeah. huge monastery in the middle of it yeah i like that 
And then final thing, uh, this, well, you've already kind of baked it into the dungeon, so good for you, but the every dungeon has a purpose. And, um, well, obviously this one's purpose is to train monks. Yes. <laughs> it also might need a purpose for why the players are there. So why do you think the players would be interested to come to this monastery? What is the driving force that they need I, to I do? think that there should be, like, some sort of, like, forbidden knowledge okay. somewhere deep inside the monastery. Okay. And like they only they can only get there once they defeat like the final boss or something like that like a like a library in the back. Okay, I like that. Maybe like maybe a less uh, like evil to like stereotypically yeah. like evil uh, group of monks, but more just like they've guarded this knowledge for so long that they don't trust anyone with it, right. and you have to prove yeah. yourself to them to gain access. I think that'd be cool. Yep. Because there's plenty of, of monk-flavored enemies and stuff that we could pretty easily reflavor into, uh, like, different martial arts masters that you have to defeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, well... I think that is good enough to start designing, but while I, while I mock up a, a series of large rectangles... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, oh. I was thinking that there should be like a central courtyard. Okay. There's like rooms along the outer edge. Yeah, I like that idea. So we'll do maybe. So I usually like to do five foot a square. So we'll do say like 150 foot by. You want it to yeah. be a big square? Or do you want it to be something else? Yeah, I think there should be just like a big square in the middle, and then like. There's like six room or like three rooms on the left, three rooms on the right, three rooms on the left, and then there's the one room on top, which is like the. Oh, okay. So it's it's a series of connected sort of little buildings. Got it. Got it. And then we can have yeah. an underground area for the library. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I mock that up. I wanted to ask. Uh, I know we just talked about it off podcast, but how's the beginning of your uh, college? semester pin for you in regards to all the covid stuff it's been, happening it's been pretty good i mean i have small classes so it's not too much to like handle like there's only like eight people in one yeah. of my classes <laughs> which is we we all have our own table and we're like pretty good nice. that. that's good a, a smaller class size is undoubtedly the way to go during this i think Right. I mean, last year I had a, one class that had like 300 people in it. Oh, Jesus. So, that's that one, a, that's that just excessive. Just <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a bit... Imagine a 300-person Kahoot game, and we did that every week. Oh, dear. Yeah, that is that is way excessive. Three. I can yeah. barely stand like 40 people Kahoot. <laughs> yeah. It's just all you hear once the question goes, it's just like... <laughs> because they all go, go in at once. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That yeah. oddly terrifying music. Especially during Halloween. That's the best music on like a hoot. Like, a spooky, spooky version of the main theme. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, that's good. Glad to hear uh, it's working out more or less. Yeah. 
I know that starting off at uh, good old Arizona State University, we've had quite the start to the year. I just we, we made it a whole a whole day before we had uh, news of of parties happening, like people flagrantly oh, yeah. disobeying safety rules and having frat parties. So you know. Typical. Yeah, I mean, we we've had those already too. I think I heard the, the wrestling team had a party and they all got like suspended already. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. yeah. Imagine that the wrestling team bad, being yeah. the the bad boys. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, you you can't. You can try all you want, but at the end of the day, it is it is extremely difficult to stop stupid yeah yeah oh well I just realized I put a room exactly 10 feet off where it's supposed to be damn it (laughs) yeah well I just think that with all the the news of, of people at dorms and stuff just flagrantly disobeying uh covid safety guidelines and all that stuff it just makes me want to like crawl into a hole sometimes (laughs) i'm like why (laughs) it's not that hard to just be like oh okay i'll do this you know it's it seems like something that should be easy for people to grasp and yet (laughs) for whatever reason nobody does i i don't get it I really don't. I mean, I understand obviously that people want to have like, you know, that I came to college for a, for a college experience and all that stuff, but like, bruh, you, the college yeah. experience does not include endangering the lives of thousands of people, <laughs> or at least it should. Yeah, I mean, you, the college experience isn't just about party. Yeah, that that's that's the main you thing. Could be I like guess. us, and like every Friday, you just play D and D. Exactly. See, much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, you get it. The college, in my my college experience has been just a whole. I don't know. I, I guess it's a difference in major or something, but I truly do not understand how some how some of these people have this much time to just oh yeah it's just party it's just and stuff i don't majors. get it the business majors majors just have too much time on their hands so i guess so yeah i mean nothing against like some of the the t- stereotypical party majors and stuff but i mean just based on what i've yeah. i've seen seems like they might have a little too much time on their hands <sighs> i don't know maybe it's just me I mean, wait. What's your what's your major again? It's like my major's genetics. Chemical, Gene- genetic. That's yeah. It. I ain't about like that chemical, chemical engineering. Now nah, miss me with that, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. I would rather like. Oh God, no. My brother made yeah. the mistake of of doing chemical engineering. Never again. Ooh. Several of my friends are trying to do yeah. chemi, and I'm just nah. I'm get miss me with that. I'm out of there. No, thank you. I would much rather do pretty much anything else. (laughs) It just... Anything else. 
not anything else. I mean, I don't want to be like, uh, it's, so obviously it's facetious, but I think that chemical engineering, well profitable as a business. And as if you're going to be someone who does that, go for it by all means. But it's just soul sucking from everyone I hear about it. It just is the absolute worst. And I ain't about yeah, that. It's just too much. I mean, once you get done with it, though, the it'll be pretty nice with all the bring it in the bank. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it's hard to argue with the results, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it's difficult for me to. That's the thing with a lot of a lot of like uh, stuff like that when I when I hear about it, I'll be, I'll just, I'll be like, why? I don't, I don't understand why not only you would willingly put yourself through that, but for, I don't know. It's, it seems like there's other jobs that you could do. I guess it's a matter of opinion. I mean, for you, would you rather have a job that you consider, you know, quote unquote, fulfilling, whatever that means, or that makes a lot of money? Yeah, that's true. I mean, the main goal is to get a job that is both fulfilling and that makes a lot of money. Well, there so. you go. Yeah. But thing is, well, which one? <laughs> you don't always get, you don't always get to choose. You know, sometimes yeah. you gotta you gotta do one or the other. And I mean, yeah, it would be nice to find one that gets you both for sure. But I think it's it's for for me I would definitely derive more from a job that lets me feel like I'm I'm doing something that makes me not happy necessarily but at least makes me feel like I'm making a difference, you know. Right. Versus too many yeah. chemical engineering and engineering jobs in general for me are like businessy, like business focused uh, mm -hmm. or industry, I guess, like big industries, you know. So not necessarily up my alley, but no, 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 uh, shade against people who follow that path. Cause like I said, my, my brother's one of those people. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, back to the dungeon I have mocked back up here. Does this look about what you envision? So there, there's seven subclasses for monk. Yes. And like the official rules. So we can have... So I think I think on the left and right, there should be, like, three rooms Yeah. on each side. Mm -hmm. I get and on the top one, it should be, like, blocked off until you can... Until like, you can defeat, defeat the... Defeat <laughs> rooms. Who should be... Yeah. Since there's seven, obviously that implies that one of them is in this top room that is, like, the, the master right. of the temple. So which subclass do you want that to be? You're gonna hate me, but it should be the Kensei monk. Really? Because okay. Interesting. Because okay. Because as a throwback to your character. Exactly. Got it. That should be the final boss. Bonzu. <laughs> well, maybe we can have it where you expect it to be like you defeat the other six, right? And you mm. you mm. feel good about yourself, and you gain access to this inner sanctum. And then you go in here expecting, you know, a fight with one last guy. And instead, 
there's just like chaos and like an open staircase down into the library level and you have to go in there and go through that whole thing oh yeah that sounds good that sounds good all right music's a little loud let me a little bit there we go all right so with that in mind let's have it so we're gonna make three rooms on each so you walk into this middle open courtyard area and then you find that there's rooms on either there's a a door leading upwards we'll put a door there there's a door and there's doors leading to your left and to your right um the ones to your mm. left and right we said those are gonna be kind of the the big the the bad boys of the monk temple those are gonna be the ones that you have to fight before you can access you gain the respect enough to access their their masters right uh, inner so, sanctum well, i don't think they should be like a lot of fighting in it because if you're fighting seven different yeah, types yeah, of yeah. monks, it's gonna get. I think rather so like rather than maybe rather than necessarily fighting, you have to best them at like a test of skill, whatever that is for that type of monk. So maybe for like one of the types the, of monk, the, it's a fight. But yeah, what were you saying? Like in the for the shadow monk, you have to be like stealthy, yeah. and you can't like you you can't light a torch kind of thing, where mm -hmm. it's like you have to be in the dark the entire. I think that would be sick. I'm gonna do a very like old school kung fu movie thing here and have this inner sanctum have seven doors leading to it. Or six doors, you know? Like the you have to go through these 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 uh six locked doors to get to the actual place. Um and I know that is seven doors. Give me one sec. <laughs> no, please. Oh no. Oh no. What have I done? No, I'm just erasing more. You're just erasing more. Curse. Curses. What have I done? I think that's a that's a good idea though to have the have it not all be fighting because if there's one thing that I don't like in my in my good dungeons, it's to have them all just be a, a long series of drawn out battles cuz that's no fun at all. Yeah. No that's one no like no one likes to just fight constantly for you know, six hours or however long it takes you to fight six consecutive high level enemies. Nah. Right. I would much rather have it where the enemies are not enemies, because like we said, these guys are just humble monks. They don't got no reason yeah, to they're just monks. They're just chilling. Yeah. I think... The only thing they do is fight stuff and Tend to their <laughs> They're so peaceful. Study Alright, well. Let's detail some of these these areas then. So we'll say that as you, you enter it, I just drew kind of this basic little like a some steps up to a because I know a lot of a lot of fr from my <laughs> exhaustive experience of monk temple architecture, uh aka playing through the game Sekiro eight hundred times um yep this front there's like this front sort of like courtyard area not courtyard but there's like a like a front patio almost like this big mm -hmm. like steps up to it and there's like this front area and then a big gate and then you enter the main the main courtyard yeah, yeah. so in this main courtyard uh what did you have in mind for what that what that looked like um i was thinking it was it would just be kind of open 
there would be like some central thing in the middle, like a like a giant tree or something. Okay. Something that's very spiritual. Yeah, very very spiritual looking. <laughs> yeah. I like. So you walk in. There's a there's a big tree, maybe some like uh, ponds and stuff sort of nearby. Very peaceful, serene. Maybe yeah. kind of like a like very different than what you would expect considering where this place is located. Because yeah. it's in the but it's like, in the middle you, of nowhere. You just spent fifty miles going through a barren wasteland with nothing around, and then you just see this giant temple and there's a giant tree inside. Yeah, that'd be Makes pretty sense. cool. Maybe have the tree like uh, you can see it from outside the walls. Like it's it's huge, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be cool. So we'll say say yeah. As you approach it, you see like this. You you've you've crossed the great wasteland in search of of some as of yet to be determined knowledge. <laughs> We'll fill that in later. So you've crossed it, you're searching for knowledge, you see, and then out of this thing you see, you know, is it a mirage? Is it, is, what is this thing? And you, you look up and you see just this beautiful big tree sprouting over. I'm, I'm getting the feeling almost like, I don't know, like uh, Oasis in the Desert, you know? So I mm -hmm. want it to almost, I'm, yes. I'm thinking like big, very lush, interior to this place like lots of plants lots of yeah life you lots know? of plants there's like some animals running around like yeah. squirrels and stuff yeah so you it's it's like this this almost magical looking place uh, very peaceful where you can meditate yeah and uh, i mean these monks are they're monks they're probably not violent or at least most of them so maybe they have yeah, like yeah. two guys standing outside that big main gate saying you know mm -hmm. you've you've arrived at ooh temple name what do you want the name to be I didn't think of it yeah <laughs> you don't have to think <laughs> anything yet just keep it in mind we might we might come back yeah, to that yeah. later we'll have to come back to it yeah so what we'll say that two two kind of you know they're dressed in their typical monk flowy garb they're standing out front and they they block you and say what business do you have with x temple whatever we name it um should they be particularly hard to get past do you think or should they just you can kind of just be like oh we want to know about stuff and they'll just let you in yeah i don't think like they're not going to be like hostile unless you like your the players like provoke them in any sort of way okay like the they are they say that you must pass some tests like pass the test in order to gain the knowledge ahead of you of what okay. you see yeah very um, very mystical say so to yeah. to access the the sacred knowledge of whatever you first must pass our seven trials or something like that right yeah so it's it's like they 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 don't care that you're here but they're not gonna just let you in no matter what they're gonna yeah 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 i get what you're but, saying you, you know it's not that they it's not that they have something against you or anything it's just that they're they have traditions that they need to uphold and that they expect you to do the same right 
Only those that can pass the test can see them. Okay, I like that. Well, say that you you enter the temple, you see this big courtyard filled with wildlife and plants and this huge tree. Uh, and then, how do you want these different little... Because there's, on the map at least, I have these two hallways sort of sprouting off from the main courtyard, leading to the different right. monk subclasses. So how do you want to arrange these subclasses? Where do you think each of them is going to be? Um, I think, well, I don't think it really matters, like, which side they're on. No, I don't like, think it does either, but I, I'm just leaving it up to you. So, yeah, let's just put, like, the... Let's put the drunken master, the okay. uh, the shadow, and the four element on one side. Okay. And then on the other side, it's the long death, open hand, and the sun soul. Okay. And then the kensei is the the grandmaster. Kensei's up the top. Got it. Grandmaster Bonzu. <laughs> for all our listeners out there uh why you care to explain the wonderful character of bonzu pip and paddle Opsicopolis while i uh, detail some right. of this so bon bonzu pip and paddle Opsicopolis, named based on the avatar character when they were trying to get into um omashi ang dressed up as an old man because he's old so i was like i was creating my character and i was like what do I want my monk to do? I just I didn't want something like basic, like oh he's just like a young guy, he's gonna like <laughs> fight some stuff. No, I wanted him to be old. So he's an old blind guy who's super fast and super wise and can see whatever he sees coming at you. And he just turned into a a big a big menace to the group. He's pretty fun. <laughs> he was amazing. He was like. He was the ultimate, like, type A, just went in yeah. on everything. It was so good. Like, he would... Uh, his his beautiful catchphrase of saying, Howdy! Whenever he encountered Howdy. literally anything. Was, anything. Is, to like, this day, monsters, a meme. Monsters, town guard, town's guards, anything. <laughs> and he wanted to, like provoke everything like with with that giant stone that was like in the middle he had to poke it with his bow staff mm -hmm. yep yeah and if there was anything out of place or that seemed mysterious or that warranted further investigation it was always bonzu's first inclination to just walk up and and touch it or yep. poke it or introduce himself which is just the best yep <laughs> Yep. So a blind, uh, a blind, yeah, a blind old guy, <laughs> but he's a monk, so he sees everything. Amazing. He ended up being the mayor of the town at the yeah. end of the campaign. That was the <laughs> we best were... part. Is that yeah? This whole this whole campaign goes. You end up in an underground city <laughs> with a a cult problem, of course, and. This was at a time when I was desperately, as a DM, trying to wrap up this campaign and move on to a new one. So, uh, not not necessarily desperately, but it was it was time to uh, to do a new campaign. So we were 
I was having to find a way to wrap this up, and it ended up wrapping in such a way that Bonsu <laughs> was selected overwhelmingly <laughs> as the the ruler of this underground desert city, uh, which was just the best. But yeah, I to this day, some long-forgotten desert city in the Forgotten Realms is under the despotic rule of a senile monk that like senile oddly southern monk <laughs> oh yeah I, I just i i like dc'd from like uh like 10 seconds there so i had no idea what you just said but it's ah. okay well i said uh there's a there's some underground desert city in the forgotten realms that to this day is suffering under the despotic rule of a senile monk <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh god but yeah, he, he was, I, I rolled really good stats for him, so that's why he was just so good at everything, too. <laughs> like, he, I rolled an 18 for his dexterity, and it, he was a halfling, so he got a plus two, so he started off at a, with a plus five in dexterity, which is just, it's not good to, it's not balanced to have that. <laughs> yes, the, uh, the rolls that you got were absolutely wild, to put it mildly. Man. The stat rules, I should say, because as a as a DM, for whatever reason, I I like to allow uh, rolling for stats, which, as most DMs will tell you, is a terrible idea. But I don't know; it just makes the game a whole lot of fun, and yeah. I can't stop doing it. I had uh my one my cousin was starting a game and he had no idea how to play mm -hmm. so when it came to stats and rolling for stats he was just like okay roll a d20 that's your stat instead of the 3d6 or really proper one yeah so he had like the characters had like a seven in charisma like a four in intelligence kind of thing that is but they also wild. had like in strength so it's just like super like I've heard of a lot of crazy character. thing in my life, but just straight rolling for stats might be yeah. the most baller thing I've heard of in TNT. You can either get, like, really good stats or you really You can get bad. a dead-ass one, that's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you have a Imagine minus having five a one in something. In Constitution. Oh, god, that one hurts. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that is... Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you kind of did that wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> if it's fun, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, here's the epic song. Ah, uh, yes. If, if it's fun, it doesn't matter. That's right. Epic music. Huzzah. Huzzah. Well, uh, detailed. So you you enter this left sanctum of this monastery. And you see this kind of odd room that is partitioned into three distinct areas. Uh, one of them is just a, a open bar with empty bottles and and different yep. alcoholic spirits just spilled there, everywhere. There are two monks sitting, staring at each other, already drunk. <laughs> and they peer over and they see, see you and say, Hey, you want a drink? <laughs> Already drunk as hell. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you have to challenge. Say you have to challenge each of the monks to a drinking contest, and if you beat yeah. both of them, they go and fetch their like master who comes out and challenges you to a a, a real man's drinking contest. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and then once you defeat him or beat him in a drinking contest, it's time to you get like some sort of like key or he like unlocks the door. Yeah. First door. Yep. So he he recognizes your your prowess as a as a true drunkard, and yes. he he awards you uh, his his key to the inner sanctum. And then, well, I mean, obviously you can approach these in any order, but the way of the shadow one, I'm having a little trouble coming up with what their sort of what their vibe looks like because they're just kind of like edgy monk. But yeah, I, I think know. it's gonna be like someone like is out front or like the drunk like if you go into like the drunken masters first they be, they're like hey when you go into the shadow area mm -hmm. don't turn on any lights or they'll attack you <laughs> okay yeah and okay then, like, so you, it's... You have, like you can either find the switch yourself to pull or once you defeat all of like there's like three like pretty low leveled monks oh. that just attack you okay so they're, uh, they they assume you're an intruder and right. kind of attack you, but once you prove your proficiency and your ability to, to sneak up on the the main one, they recognize you as a as a, an equal in stealth and award you the key, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they have to, like, investigate in the dark, which will be pretty hard, but if, if they can do it, or if they have, like, dark vision... It'd be pretty easy. Yeah, that's true. Maybe have it be magical darkness so they can't see through it. Oh, that's true. They shadow monks can cast darkness. Okay. With the we'll do that so then. That, that would work. Yeah, we'll have it be magical darkness so you can't just cheat with dark vision like a oh, bunch of other things anything. in Five E. <laughs> yeah. So say yeah, say that it's it's magical darkness and. <clears throat> uh, so you you make your way through this magical darkness. Oh important point that I totally forgot to mention what level do you want this dungeon to be like what level do you figure players will be at when they go into mm -hmm. this dungeon because if it's these all these martial arts things it can't be too low level because that would be a bit overkill right. I think so I was thinking it would be somewhere around around like higher than five but less than ten okay level. yeah we'll say area. like yeah seven to eight something like that yeah so like the if there's like basic monks or they could be like level three yeah but like once they first get their subclass they have like those yeah. basic abilities and then like the the bosses can have be like level like mm -hmm. about the same level yeah because there's, there's a one. there's a martial arts master uh stat block that i think is going to be used quite a bit that okay. uh could very well be tailored to each of these different monk subclasses by just adding some of their features i think that would work right. pretty well and uh, if need be, I, I will, of course, well, not if need be, I will add all those modifications in the in the final version of the dungeon. But I don't think we have to focus on the nitty gritty necessarily as of yeah. now. But I think that would be definitely a, uh, a fun little tangent to go down to, uh, I guess, expand on the stat blocks with each of the different types of monk. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So we got the Drunken Masters and the Shadow Boys down. Uh, as for the, you said the four elements is the one are the ones that are left. What do you think their trial looks like? Um, 
I think you need to be able to like master the elements, like just not master, but like do like something basically elements, like light a torch or like fill up a bucket of water. But there's like no way that you can. Hmm. Each of them is a puzzle. Like yeah, each to... of them is a puzzle. Okay, so you have to figure out a way to do each of the things uh, with like think outside the box sort of thing. Right. Okay trouble with that is now we have to think outside the box to come up with For the, the fire i think fire you just have to light a torch that'd be pretty simple yeah but what is the out of the box part of that like how how should that be exceptionally difficult it's going to be really hard to light the torch like <laughs> you could firebolt it but you would have to like roll really high on your damage Oh, it's just like, like it's a very hard material to light on fire, is what you're saying? Yeah. Like it's a mm. stone torch. <laughs> it's just a block of stone. Oh, uh, yep. I kind of love that. I not going to lie. I think I think that's that's pretty brilliant. Um okay, so it's just like it's it looks simple. All these puzzles look simple, but when you try them, you figure out very quickly that they are in fact bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that idea. So we have we have uh... <laughs> so we have first this fire test which is a, a torch made of stone so we have fire what's water gonna be um you have to oh yeah I, okay how about yeah they give you a bucket and they say fill this with water and bring it back to us yeah, except but at the bottom of the bucket, there's something that just drinks all the water. Yes, exactly. Like there, it's some kind of magical thing where it it teleports the water back to the place where you get it from. Because there's there's yeah. probably like a pool in the courtyard, so you have to walk back to the courtyard. You okay. scoop the water in the bucket, and but it seems like as you scoop the water, it just flows right through the bucket. Yep. Oh, we should make it where the bottom of the bucket is literally just an illusion. Like it's just the bucket is just a cylinder. <laughs> you just you stick your hand through it and just pass it through. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be great. <laughs> it's just a cylinder with an illusory bottom. <laughs> yep. Okay, we'll go with that for now. Uh, Earth? What do you think Earth should be? I think you need to dig some hole. Okay. Maybe, like... Maybe they tell you... Um, I don't know. I'm having trouble thinking of specifics for Earth. Let's move on to air and come back. So for air, do you have any ideas? Air, there's like a pinwheel kind of thing where you have to like blow air into it to make it move. Hmm. Okay. But it's, but it's very, very hard to move. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> They're just the worst. Yeah. You can't touch it. You just have to blow on it. Okay. Or like create some sort of wind. Like if. Yeah. If, if they have a wind has spell like or something. Wind, mm -hmm. Yeah. That would work, but. Yeah, because the monks want to kind of feel superior in their control of the elements, so they, they pulled up this pinwheel and they're like, just blow on it, a child just could do it. it. And then you try it and it doesn't move, and then one of the monks steps up and, you know, casts <clears throat> the gust of wind coming out of their mouth and whoosh, makes it move. Yeah, exactly. It's not that hard, see, you just need to do it at the right speed. Yeah. 
So all their tests should should feel like they're mocking you. Yep. And once once you show that together you have control of all four elements amongst your group, you can uh, you can uh, gain their respect, if not their admiration, and they yeah. they hand over their key. All right, I have I have an idea for the Earth now. Okay. The the monks say, "All right, here's your final test," and they pull a string, and then a giant rock like just demolishes the party, and they just have to. <laughs> withstand it and that <laughs> they just have to live <laughs> yeah like they just like, like they get shot with like a cannonball oh yeah okay uh yeah so they just <laughs> they're just like stand your ground show us that you have the power to withstand the earth itself and then they just hit you with a big rock <laughs> yep <laughs> i like it And maybe maybe give the players a very obvious way to avoid it. Like they can very easily just step around the rock as it's coming right at them. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they there's like a giant hole in one of the walls. Yeah. And like if someone notices they're just like Hmm. There's something up with that hole in the wall. But like if you if you use the the escape route to get out of the way, the monks lose all their respect for you. Right. Like you, at least one of you has to have the the bravery to stand your ground, and the monks don't actually flatten you with a huge rock, but they they respect that you have the bravery that you have a heart of stone, so to speak. Yep, I like it. That's very King Boomy Avatar. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this whole dungeon is very King Boomy. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing at all. No, it's not. It's it's amazing. It is. All right. Let me. Let, I think this this the way the shadow room needs a little more fleshing out. So, so you yeah. walk in. It's this magical darkness, uh, created by the monks with the with mm -hmm. the darkness spell. You might hear like whispers of them trying to like tell you where to go. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, like maybe the, like the monks are like up on the walls, kind of like looking <laughs> at you. They can see through the darkness for yeah. whatever reason, so they can see you, but you yeah. can't see them. So they they try to misdirect you and uh, guide you away from their their master, who's just kind of sitting there watching you, kind of amused as yeah. his his students deftly guide you towards. Maybe they constantly try to. Uh, get you back out of the room <laughs> like they yeah. will they will kind They're of annoy like... you and then run a certain direction and trick you into running after them but really they're just leading you back out the room <laughs> right they like tickle your neck like yeah all right and i'll detail exactly what that entails in the in the full version but i think that's a cool concept to have them be in tricksters because they're all they're shadow monks you know yeah. Alright. Well, they try their hardest to misdirect the party. Resorting to combat only if uh, pressed. Alright, I like that. So, now on the other side, we have to detail 
what happens in the sanctum of each of the other subclasses, so... You, you said you wanted Long Death, Open Hand, and Sun Soul. So Long yeah. Death. Long Death is the one I know the least about. Care to yeah. refresh my memory? It's, it's like... They're basically obsessed with death, or like... Uh, I can read the thing. Yeah. Monks of the Way of the Long Death are obsessed with the meaning of and the mechanics of dying. They capture creatures and prepare elaborate experiments to capture, record, and understand the moments of their demise. They use this knowledge to guide their understanding of the martial art, yielding to a deadly fighting style. But so, like the the third level ability, anytime like they kill something, they get temporary hit points, like the uh, like the fiend warlock, kind of like that. Oh, okay. So they're all about yeah, all about using death and life to their advantage. Got it. Right. So, I had an idea, but I don't know if it would work at all. Uh, that you is the best kind of idea. <laughs> one player has to die. But then oh, they get revived anyway. Okay. That's but, cool. Yeah. No, that could totally work. I like that. So, like, you, one of one of the players has to willingly die. Like, be be, be willing to give up their life for, for the cause. After which, yep. these, these monks, you know, say, wow didn't expect you would have the gall to do that and then revive them yeah yeah, yeah. like one of the monks is also a cleric <laughs> so that they can revive <laughs> or maybe they maybe they get doesn't doesn't one of the other monk subclasses can't they heal one of them the way of the open hand can heal themselves that's it mm, that's right that's what i was thinking of well okay yeah, maybe in that case they just have like a, a healer on standby that can get that person back up. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I like the idea in in general that these these monks are obsessed with the mysteries of of death and want another subject in their experiments and will only give you their their access to the sanctum if you willingly submit to their very very Dirk, plea. Right. They're like, hey there, you want to die? You're like, no. And then you have the one suicidal character, like the edgy guy, and he's just like, yes, yes. Me now. yes. I went on this adventure just so I could die, and I haven't <laughs> died yet. <laughs> the edgelord freaking uh, member of the party that everyone's like, yeah. bruh. The, the shadow monk of the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yes please kill me now yeah that might uh, backfire on a super edgy party but i think most parties enjoy living to some yeah, extent that, that's true although sometimes when we get into battles in our in our group i question that belief <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean boop has no understanding of dying even though he heals people for our listeners out there boop is is why it's uh warforged uh, sorcerer of the divine soul in the Eberron campaign that we're running right now. <laughs> beautiful Oop name for a beautiful amazing. robot. He is. He's, he's probably my favorite character that I've ever played. He's definitely one of the more memorable characters I've I've ever encountered. That's for sure. <laughs> I I can't say that I have ever had a character quite as as interesting as Poop. He brings a certain flair to the group. 
Mm -hmm. He he's like only thirteen technically, but he spent most of his life under the ocean because he got <laughs> he, got, he, he just off. got lost. He, he went overboard and was lost in the ocean for thirteen years. He's so rusty, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, that's so good. All right, so let's let's detail these rooms. So right. you have the. So you have the long, or masters of death, and they just they want another subject for their, for their studies. Maybe they they definitely don't tell you beforehand that they can revive this person. Oh yeah, I think that's the important 100%. part. One hundred percent. They're like yeah. just like someone needs to die. Yeah. Uh, and it's just that. <laughs> yeah, maybe afterwards they 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 reluctantly offer to revive the member of the party after seeing how much grief it causes yeah. the rest of the party. <laughs> you, need, you need to make a, a DC thirteen uh, charisma check, <laughs> persuasion check to revive them. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> love that suggestion because they're level seven or eight. These players at this point, so so they they might have a person that can revive. You know, yeah, that's true. Like, so if I think a, a I think it's reasonable to have to convince these monks to revive this person. Yeah, and like one of one of the monks could have like uh, like a diamond that's worth like three hundred gold pieces mm, on yeah. their like neck, just because. You need the diamonds to revive, so like that could yeah. So the, hint to the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So could. the the leader of this group uh, wears a conspicuous diamond around his neck or her neck, we'll say. Yeah, I like that. Cool. And then open hand. I'm thinking this one. We just do straight combat. Like you walk yeah, in, and just a group too. of a group of monks just immediately attacks you without delay. Right. You open up the door, and they're like training against each other, and they look over at you, and they just start running towards you, and they're fat because they're monks, yeah. so they'll get to you. <laughs> so they they think of of the players. They they think that the players are just another training exercise. Yeah. They're not bad guys. They're just they're training for yeah. punching. They're just training, man. That's all they did. They just train. They're so dedicated. <laughs> all right. And once they once they are clearly beat, like once they take enough damage, they they back off. Yeah. They're like, you have proven yourselves worthy. Please, would you like some tea? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So I th I'm thinking this one though, like once you defeat sort of the, the students, I don't know why, but F and Kung Fu Panda's coming to mind. Like you defeat the the students, and then the master challenges one of the players to like single combat. And yeah, I like that too. You like got a one on one combat. Yeah. Because you're attacked as a group, and then he's like enough, and then challenges whoever the master challenges. You know, whoever he thinks is the is the strongest. Yeah, it would be like. If there was like another monk in the party, or like the barbarian or yeah. the fighter, he just challenges him to a one-on-one -on -one combat. And then, obviously, if the party wants, they can sort of subtly uh, affect the outcome of this single combat. Oh yeah. 
like the the wizard cast haste. Yeah, but he has to do it subtly, you know. He has to yeah. make sure the other monks don't notice. Right. But yeah, they must not. And if the other monks do notice, they they forever think of this party as incredibly dishonorable and launch the assault again, no matter how injured they are. Right. I like that. Well, that's good. All right, one left, Sun Soul. How do you want to deal with that? All right, this one I think is really cool. So I think we should use, like, there's like a beam of light in the room, and you have to use Ooh, light mirrors puzzle. that are... Yeah, a light puzzle. There are mirrors around the room, and you just angle it to a thing. Until I like it that. Up. Yeah. That could, be, that could be super interesting, even if you wanted to, like, as a DM, if you're running this. If you wanted to, like, bring some mirrors and actually do a little, like, laser puzzle, that would be cute. Oh, uh, that would be cool. But, yes, I think that would be... That's a great idea. Because who doesn't like bouncing beams of light? <laughs> exactly. They're always so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll think of the details of that. Let me... Let me, uh... While I'm trying to think of some ways to detail that light puzzle... Let me ask you this, and I try to ask all of my guests this. Uh, when you were a kid, what was your favorite, like, kids' cartoon? Or did you watch them at all? I, I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid. Um, okay. SpongeBob SquarePants, of course. Yes, Classic. good man. <laughs> uh, I, like, I like the earlier seasons of the Fairly Odd Parents too. I remember okay. watching them on, like, Nicktoons at night when they were, like, the reruns, but they were... Just hilarious. They, they're, <laughs> they were so much different than like the newer fairy godparents. They 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 just yeah. funny. Yeah, I agree. Um, the my my pretty much favorite uh, cartoon is this cartoon called Symbionic. Really? What is that about? I, it's um so it was it's the cre have you heard of samurai jack before uh i have heard of samurai jack yes okay so it's that creator uh, okay he created both those shows sort of similar art style or just same similar art style okay it's it's less blocky but it's still pretty cool looking so mm. there was a a war in some far off planet and then uh, they sent a spaceship with the princess of the planet, her guard, and then okay. a robot. They crash <laughs> land on Earth, and they can transform themselves into a giant, uh, like, metal robot. And this it's just, is, it's this like... This is wild. <laughs> yeah. And then from the from the other planet, like, the warlord that took over, yeah. he keeps sending, like, giant mm. monsters for them to fight. Yes, that's amazing. It's, it's a whole bunch of What action. is this called again? I need to know about Sim this. Symbionic Titan. It's on Sim Netflix. Titan. Awesome. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's It's got, like, 12 episodes, I think, or something like 12 to 20, something like that. <laughs> and it didn't get a second season. No! Which is terrible. I hated it because they ended it on a cliffhanger. 
Really? And they didn't yeah. renew it? Ugh. No. So that one hurts it so bad. They didn't renew it because of a toy deal. They couldn't oh, come like on. make a deal with the toys, even though the toys would have been so cool. Because you got a giant freaking <laughs> robot to play yeah, with. Yeah, who doesn't like that, dude? That's awesome. Oh. Best show. That that sounds pretty badass, not gonna lie. They played it like like for or like right after Star Wars the Clone Wars on Cartoon Network. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So it was like during that time huh. when that was still Yeah, when airing. Clone Wars was on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Before they <laughs> switched it over to Disney Plus. Right. Nice. That sounds like a, a freaking cult classic if I've ever heard of one. It is. Truly amazing. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised I haven't heard or seen that show because I watched a lot of Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Uh, not not like religiously or anything when I was younger, but I've I've watched a lot of it now as as a slightly older person. <laughs> I've uh, I've <laughs> gone back on Disney person. Plus and and watched a lot of it, or at least all the all the quote-unquote good arcs aka arcs right. that are don't feature four consecutive episodes of r2d2 but <laughs> serious there's like oh. four four separate story arcs throughout the seven seasons of that show where it's just multiple episodes in a row of just r2 just r2d2 r2 sometimes with other droids but it, it like focuses entirely on droids and oh it, that's God. fine but there's there's they're all bad all those arcs yeah. are bad fight me in the comments if you think any of those arcs are good because they're bad and i will stand Once by you that do opinion it three or four times it kind of gets you know yeah after yeah a while. especially if you're waiting on like a, a different arc to continue and instead you oh, have yeah. to watch four consecutive weeks of r2 oh. that one hurts <laughs> suck yeah <laughs> Imagine, wow. imagine being like ten years old, and that happens, and it's just like, I don't want to watch R two D two. I want to watch. I don't. I don't really watch Star Wars that much, so I couldn't really tell you. <laughs> I want to watch Jar Jar. Yeah, there's also several arcs of just Jar Jar Binks, which is no. also unbearable. But anyways. No, not Jar Jar. <laughs> oh. That show's so strange. They they really turned it from like a, a kids show to like a like a homage to everything people like about the Star Wars prequels. It's it made such a 180. Yeah. Which I'm happy for. I'm glad I'm glad they managed to do something with it. And they're tying Pickles? it into the live action Mandalorian show now. Like Are ugh. they? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. A bunch of Clone Wars characters are supposed to be coming to uh, season two of the Mandalorian, which I think is a fantastic development because that show is banging. Yeah, I, I watched a couple episodes of that, but I couldn't I couldn't watch it in time for my free trial. <laughs> you couldn't binge them all on the free trial at Disney Plus. No, oh, feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the only reasons Disney Plus is worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> just buy just, it for a you, month and watch that and then 
cancel because there's nothing else on there that is original and worth it. Yeah. Did you hear the new the Mulan movie, the remake? Which, by the way, why? But they are trying to uh, charge $30 to rent that movie for one night. Oh, yeah. I heard that. It was just like... Here you go. We're gonna we're gonna make you watch it on our platform that you already have to pay money for, I, yeah. and then you're gonna have to pay money to watch this new movie. <laughs> Bruh. It's just like it's not even. It's like a live action remake. I it know it's not an have... original film. What? I said it's not an original film. <laughs> yeah, it's not an original film. Like they don't even have um, Mushu. In it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How dare they, first of all. (laughs) Yeah, that is... It's ridiculous, dude. Okay, so... As far as the dungeon goes, real quick. uh, Mm -hmm. To get to this inner sanctum, uh, what order do you want these doors to be in to get there? Because I think that actually makes a big difference. Because if we style the doors after each of the monk subclasses, you're kind you kind of know which ones you have to go to next, you know, or it, right. if you do it that way. So it sort of implies an order. So what do you think should be? Well, first of all, what do you think should be the last door that they have to get through? What's like out of these that we've designed? What do you think is the hardest one? Which one? Because we've had. We've had, let's see, we've had the one, the drinking contest, which shouldn't be too bad. That's easy. just some constitution checks. But we have... if they do that, like, if they do that one first, it's going to make the rest of the challenges harder. Oh, that's true, because they're all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so we could put, we could put Let's that put that one, one first. first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. That's really it's mean, just, but it's really It's good. just a monk with, like, tankards in their hands, and it's mm-hmm. just like... Ugh. <laughs> awesome alright yeah. next so now that they're nice and drunk <laughs> nice and drunk they have disadvantage on like their stealth and intelligence checks send mm-hmm. them into the send them into the dark room <laughs> okay yeah, so now that they're so for the far we're going in order so get them drunk send them into the dark room So this shadow door, um, should we just have it be like a, a door made entirely of like shadowy wisps? Just like a, a wall of shadow that you have to, once you insert their key into it, it kind of dissipates? Like, yeah, I like that. It's just like, because... Uh, you, you gotta make it as edgy as possible. <laughs> shadow monk, dude. God, shadow monks are something else. Alright, next. So we have Drunk Door, Shadow Door. Um, I'm thinking one of them from the other side. Like the other sanctum. Right. I think the the open hand. That one should be next. It's you want to do the, the fighting one? Plate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's about like halfway through, so I feel like... Oh, should we do the death door last? Yeah, the death door should, should okay. definitely be last. The thing is, if we do the, f- the fist door now... Uh, we'd have to do the two puzzle doors next in a row. Oh, okay. So let's split that up and 
The okay. Let's do the the sun Let's puzzle. do the sun the sun puzzle is significantly easier than the element puzzle, so I feel yeah. like the element puzzle should be later. Yeah, that should be the the second to last. Yeah. Alright, so the sun... Oh, by the way, for the sun puzzles, for all of our listeners out there, I had it so that, first of all, you need to figure out how to get sunlight into this room. It's just an empty room. It's a, it's a room that has all these wooden partitions and no windows. <laughs> so you have to figure out how to get sun into it. And uh, if you search around, you can, you can find... Either you've come up with some way creatively, you know, blast a hole in the roof or whatever, or you find this little latch that you can pull on the wall that opens up uh, uh, a few slats in the roof that lets in sunlight. And then there's three mirrors that you have to use to bounce the sunlight into the uh, what some kind of receptacle, uh, some kind of crystal, I'm guessing. Yeah, some like crystal or like a gem, something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I had it where it's kind of like a stretch your brain thing. So there's there's you have three mirrors to bounce the light, and the way the walls are set up, and I'll I'll adjust these walls so it's like this in the actual dungeon. But if you try to use the mirrors to bounce them through the walls, there's no way you can do it. It's impossible. Like there's you don't have enough mirrors to bounce it all the way. Rather, you gotta think outside the box and bounce it over the walls. You have to bounce it, like, up and use the mirrors to bounce it up and over and then into the crystal. I like that. That would be really cool. And I'm gonna say... I wanna have it where uh, they get on certain things when they complete them, they get, like, a a cool reward. So maybe once they complete this thing and they, they they shine sunlight on this crystal, uh, like it becomes a gem of brightness. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Okay. Uh, Alright, so sun door and they get the key, obviously. Or maybe the gem of brightness is the key. Yeah. That would be, that would so be cool. So you, you like, have there, to use like... one of the gem of brightness charges to, to shine on the door, which opens it. Right, or like there's like a, uh, like a place that you can put the gem of brightness inside the door. Oh, it's like a slot. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a slot in the door. Like there's like, the like a like a sun, but it's like dark in the middle, and you can just put it there. Oh yeah, and it up. I like that. Into the yeah, so there's like a carved big sun on the door, and you put it in the middle, and it sort of lights up the, the rays coming out from the sun, and right. door opens. Very cinematic. Uh. And then next, we wanted to have fist, fist man's yeah, fist fighting man's. door. All right. <laughs> so that one's pretty simple. I think that one, like most of the uh, way of the fist, that should just be like a simple key sort of deal. Not a yeah. simple enough key where you can pick the lock, obviously, but like it's a it's a key that's shaped like a fist that you have to fist slot key. into it. <laughs> Like it's it's literally just like a just like a giant like a, a fist sized fist made of iron that you punch into the wall. Oh yeah, you have to put your fist in the keyhole and then punch the yeah. wall and turn it. That is so cool. 
So the key is a hollow iron fist that must be punched into the door. That's so whack. <laughs> Alright, fifth is the element door. Um, so that one... Pretty... Easy, I wanna say. That one should just be like you... I don't know, how do you want this one to be? Um... I think... They should just be able to, like, push this one open now that they... Oh, like, there's braziers on it, and each of the braziers yeah. light up once you, or, like, you know, hum with the correct element, like, the fire brazier lights up, the water canteen fills, the air thing blows, and right. the, the earth thing is, like, filled in with a rock once you do all the correct challenges. Got it. Yeah, and then once you open up the door, you, like, it, it gets hot, and then it water, like, splashes on you, and then, like... <laughs> rocks get thrown at your face and then like a wind blows, blows them away you. nice yeah like it doesn't do any like sort of damage it's just like yeah it's all, stuff, it's all cinematic it's like, yeah <laughs> i like that so uh sensory effects um whip around the players once they push the door open all right, and then the final one is the door of death. The door of death. On it is a skeleton, <laughs> of course. Reaching out. Mm-hmm. So that one depicts, yeah, skeleton sort of, it, like, creepily enough, the skeleton looks like it's just a human skeleton that's been embedded onto the door and, yeah. like, appears to have been trying to get off of the door, like it's someone lashed to it. Oof. <laughs> Pooky stuff. Uh, unwillingly lashed to the door. And uh, once, <gasps> ooh, you know it would be cool. What? I don't know how this would work, but if somehow, like, if you agree to the the long death monks request to let one of your party members die uh if somehow like when you go to open this door like the party member is dead and the monks if they if you say you want to revive your party member they're like uh seek out the door or something and then you get there and it's the party member who's like lashed to the door oh that would be so cool <laughs> i like that and if you if you revive them, they they fall off the door, and then it swings open. And if you have like no that. means to revive them, you can still open the door, but it'll rip them in half. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, uh, you guys don't have a cleric. Uh, sorry, boys. Your friend in there. That's a really dumb idea. I might, uh, that's that's a little metal. Um, it is a little metal. So but, yeah, we'll say if they revive, they fall off the door. If you if you have to get help to revive them, you can just go get a monk, and then they'll come and and if you convince the monk to revive them, they'll come and do it. But if you really can't, if you like, you know, all things lost, no way. and that part you fail all your charisma yes. checks. And if there's literally no way to do it, you can. You know, the door kind of, you hear whispers that you can 
the, you can open the door and then at that point you you have to make the choice to just <laughs> destroy one of your party members That's for the sake of bad. progress <laughs> oh man I like it though <laughs> That's that's good tension, you know. It is good. I like it. Or oh, or maybe like instead of being so brutal, like if ripping them when the door opens, like, if you can't revive them, the door still demands sacrifice, so you have to, like, you have to let them be consumed to open it, you know? Oh. That sort of thing? I don't know. Maybe that's stupid. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's good. Okay. I'll figure, uh, I'll go, I'm going back and forth on that. Maybe we can detail that more later. Speaking of later, though. I think we're at a pretty good spot now because we just detailed let's see well we just detailed the doors let's detail the sanctum itself and then we'll call it an episode okay so, so this yeah. is technically the the kensei yes this is, is just... where he would be typically but he has yeah. for some reason that we have yet to decide fled into the the library sort of catacombs beneath okay um yeah so i i i say um so i think i've heard of like in some like the really old like temples in like nepal or like tibet okay. there's like actual stones that are like imprinted with like a person's like legs and butt as they're like meditating <laughs> because they just meditate oh because they sit on them for so for long so long yo that's so cool yeah so it could be like something like that. I thought like you were talking it. like they were carving just some like nice stone asses in Nepal. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, no. you go Nepal. I'm, I'm fully in support of your, your ass carvings, but it's oh, way yeah. cooler if they just sit on a rock for so long that it conforms to them. Damn. Yeah. So there's I like an imprint. Be dope. Because yeah. Bonzu has been sitting there for <laughs> Ages a million now. years now. <laughs> So the inside is really stark, right? It has like no furnishings at all. Yeah. There might there's like a little table, maybe. That or like uh, nah. It has like I was gonna say like it has like a there's like a picture of uh, like the old party, but Oh, that would be kind of cute and personalized. Yeah. I think there should be some kind of to make this this Kensei monk humanized. I think there should be some kind of like personal memento. You know, his one tie to the material world. Right, the one tie. So yeah, I think we could do like a picture of. It's it's not going to make sense to most people who play through it, but I think it would be cute to have, like you know, his friends and family have a picture of it. Right. I yeah. Uh, well, Kensei monks are like more into like weapons and stuff too, so he could have like. Oh yeah, he definitely has. Ooh, okay, yeah. So there's and the players can take those as sort of a reward for getting this far. Yeah. Okay. So there's racks of weapons, uh, on the walls filled with literally every different type of weapon. 
So there's, there's at like, least just there's just one of each. Okay. There's a whip. Yeah. There's a glaive. There's a halberd. All the all the good. And it's just like in case you get another battle axe, here you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's one of every weapon, and then a small portrait uh, surrounded by incense. Uh, it depicts an old, an exceedingly old man. <laughs> He's a halfling. Oh, old yes. Halfling. Sorry. Uh, surrounded by an eccentric group of uh, smiling folk. I don't know. Accent, just an eccentric smiling group. They seem happy. Mm-hmm. Good time. Yeah. That's just kind of a cute little throwback for the very few people who will get that reference, but it's it's more to just humanize this this master. Yeah. Alright. I like that. Uh, let me add those racks to the walls. I think that's a cool detail. To have, like, you know, this whole room just has weapon racks down both sides. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh... <laughs> badass to just have... Yeah. Oh, and there should be some stairs sort of in the back corner of the room, I'm, I'm guessing, downwards. Right. I think... Well, I think the, the players should have to, like, pull out one of the weapons. Oh, like it's a secret like, staircase? I like... Yeah, like a secret staircase. Yep. They should... Like, if they... What is what is the preferred weapon of Bonzu? What is going to be Bonzu's preferred weapon is the the long sword that like the like the dragon slayer one. Oh, you know what I mean. Well, he should have that with him. So let's say the other long sword. If they pull it, it's a lever. Yeah. Because he never uses that long sword. He doesn't. Yeah. He has he has has a special dragon long sword. Okay, so you you pull on this long sword and it reveals a staircase down. Nice. So we'll have it, yeah, have that long sword. You pull it, and then it reveals a little staircase down, down, down. Nice. Like it. See how this looks so far. Looking good. All right. Well, I think that for now that just about does it and wraps things up so thank you wyatt so much for coming on the podcast i was thank a, you don't that was probably was... the most <laughs> most uh creative uh like inspiration i've had someone come on the podcast wielding so thanks for that you're great experience i can't wait to be back oh yeah of course next I... week I can't wait to have you back for the next episode. I think this uh, this underground library is going to be quite something. Oh yeah, <laughs> based it's on what we've something. had so far. <laughs> it's going to be something that I still need to figure out. All right. Well, don't don't stress out too much about it, and we'll figure out the name of this of this area uh, later. I think. I think for now we can yeah, leave yeah. this monastery unnamed. I'll let you ponder that for a little bit but you are of course welcome back anytime not just to finish out this next 
part yeah. of our dungeon. But thank you so much. And thank you. Yeah, of course. And thank you, dear reader or listener or watcher, not reader, for listening. Dungeon for Two is a passion project of mine and all the people who come on this podcast. So thank you for supporting it. Uh, your support means the world to me. If you would like to view this podcast, if you're listening to it, you can go to YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to just listen to it on the go, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And importantly, if you want to see the finished version of this dungeon and all of our other dungeons, you can head over to our subreddit, r slash dungeon for two. And there we post finished versions that have uh, monster stat blocks and full maps for you to look at and all sorts of stuff for you to run through and details on how to run it for a group of any size. So be sure to check that out. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at Dungeon for Two for more info and release news, all that good stuff. All right, well, until next week, this is your Dungeon Doctor signing off. <laughs>